Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Has anyone ever told you you need to lose a few pounds, get a bit more active, or work harder in school? We can sometimes become a bit defensive when given this type of advice, even if we know it's probably the right thing to do. Now scientists have revealed how a simple activity called self-affirmation can improve the way we react to this type of advice. I spoke to Professor Emily Fork from the University of Pennsylvania to find out how it works. When we have people do a really simple intervention called self-affirmation, their brains end up more open to ideas that might otherwise be threatening. For example, health messages about being more physically active, telling folks who are sedentary that people who are that much of a couch potato were at elevated risk for certain kinds of diseases, for example. So how exactly did you get people to go through the self-affirmation task? What did you ask them to think about? Well, self-affirmation involves thinking about things that are really meaningful to you, like your values. And so about a week before the actual intervention is we had them just rank a list of everyday values. So things like their friends and family, their religion, politics. And so they told us which of those were most important to them and least important to them. And then on the day of the actual scan, for people who are in the affirmation condition, we asked them to think about the value that they told us was the most meaningful to them. And for people who are in the control condition, we asked them to just think about a value that wasn't very important to them. So for example, if you told me that friends and family were really important to you, I would have you think about a number of different situations where you might do meaningful things with your friends and family. And what exactly did you see happening in the brain when you were asking people to go through this self-affirmation process? We see higher levels of activity in a brain region called medial prefrontal cortex, which tends to be involved in uh, thinking about things that are relevant to yourself and also how valuable they are. And how did this affect the way they responded to the advice you then gave them? The people who showed this increased activity within the brain region that we were focusing on, those people went on to decrease their sedentary behavior significantly more over the next month than people who didn't show increased activity within that brain region. So this is something that seemed to have quite long-lasting effects on them. It wasn't just that they were more open-minded on the day, but it also helped them for the time afterwards. So you're right. It wasn't just the day of the scan. It wasn't just the day of the intervention that we saw meaningful changes, but these were changes that then went on to persist for the month following. And how did you make sure that they actually were changing and they weren't just telling you that they were being a bit more active? We knew that people were changing their behavior because we gave them these devices that objectively measure physical activity. So every single participant in the study was fitted with a wrist-worn device that let us know how much they were moving around. In our study, the accelerometers that our participants wore didn't give them any kind of feedback, which is just an important kind of side note because also just getting that kind of feedback can change your behavior. And they wore it for a week before the intervention, and then they continued to wear it for a month after the intervention. And so what we could do is we could look at relative to how active they had been before we did anything, 
how much did they then go on to decrease their sedentary time and increase their active time. So this sounds like it could have great applications in terms of health interventions and things like that. Is there any other applications to this that you can see this kind of self-affirmation process helping in? It's something that uh, people started looking at actually in the 80s, and it's been used in a number of different kinds of real-world settings. So, for example, helping underprivileged students um, or minority students who might not necessarily do as well in school improve their grade point averages. Because you said self-affirmation has been something that's been known about for quite a while. So the novel aspect of your study is that we now can understand a bit more what's actually happening in the brain when this is going on. Exactly right. So one of the big open questions about self-affirmation has been, why does it work? How does it work? We see that it works in lots of different kinds of situations. And so this has actually puzzled scientists for a while. Like, why is it so effective? This is new evidence that shows us that brain regions that are involved in this kind of self-related processing or thinking about what you value or um, how information might be valuable to you, that those parts of the brain really seem to be one potential key to how affirmation is working. Is the hope that maybe then this kind of thing can be rolled out into, into clinics and into schools to help people? Yeah, I think there are a number of different possible ways that it can be um, that it can be used in practical settings. We're really excited about these findings because there, as you said, there are so many lives that are lost unnecessarily because of preventable behaviors. Right? There are so many things that people could do um, to be more healthy, and so many reasons why we're defensive about them. And so. Everybody has values or things that are meaningful to them. And this is one way that we can use something really simple that pretty much everybody has access to, um, I think, to make a big impact. Emily Falk from the University of Pennsylvania.